Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you very much for taking a moment to take a look at the book with us. We want to talk to you in this next few moments as we listen to a portion of my series entitled Return to Eden and help you understand why Jerusalem will be the center of controversy in the last days. What does Jerusalem have to do with the original Garden of Eden? Well, I can tell you this even before we take a time to take a look at the book. It is key in understanding why Jerusalem will be so controversial just prior to the return of Jesus Christ. This series, Return to Eden, deals with all the issues you need to know about. Take a moment with us. Let's listen, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own copy of Return to Eden. But you know where he has been for now these 6,000 years? In the heavens. Not the third heaven where God is, but the first heaven and the second heaven. How do I know that? Well, I read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, where it says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities, powers of darkness, evil in the heavenlies. Satan is right out there. You see, the first heaven is what we see in the day. Second heaven is what we see at night. Third heaven is where God is. Satan is out there in that first heaven, possibly even into the second heaven. He is there dispatching evil angels. Daniel chapter 10 says he dispatches evil angels to take control of human leaders. That's what Daniel 10 is talking about. The prince of Greece, the prince of Persia. These were evil angels dispatched by Satan to take control of, possess, or at least have an absolute control of what the political decisions they made were all about. And that's happening even today. Why do you think a Hitler put six million Jews in a furnace? Why do you think a Yasser Arafat will send his men into a classroom in the area that is controlled by the Palestinians and go after a collaborator with Israel by taking a hatchet in front of a class of 35 or 40 young people and chopping up the teacher and throwing pieces of it into the audience. What do you think makes these people do this? It's Satan taking control of them. Satan possessing them. And he's in the first heaven dispatching these people. By the way, he does that, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, in some pulpits. What? You don't expect that? Don't you know that Satan comes as an angel of light? And it says then, and his ministers of righteousness? Whose ministers of righteousness? Not God's. Satan's ministers of righteousness. Men stand behind this sacred desk. But sometimes are totally possessed by satanic agents. And teach. What does is, what is 1 Timothy 4 say? Doctrines of devils. You better come to every class you have at this place with a Bible in hand. Check out that teacher. Let me tell you the teacher I think you better check out the most. His name is Jimmy DeYoung. Make sure he's online with the book. And if he's not, take him to the wall. Doctrines of devils in the last days. Satan dispatching evil ones. But finally God says, that's enough. No more. Michael, get the army of good angels over there. You see, Michael, the archangel, is the commander-in-chief of the good angels in the heavenlies. I want you to take Satan. I want you to throw him out. You got chapter 12 of 
I know I picture things a little bit differently than what the Bible talks about. <laughs> Chapter 12, verse 7. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. So finally, at the three and a half year point of the tribulation period, midway, God says, this is it, you're out of here. Chapter 12, verse 13, all the inhabitants of the earth, woe unto you. There's rejoicing in heaven. Satan has been thrown out, but woe unto the inhabitants of the earth. He intensifies his persecution upon the inhabitants of the earth. And he comes, chapter 12, verse 17 says, to wipe out the Jewish people. He comes to do it because of sin. He was the most beautiful in a perfect atmosphere, absolute perfect heredity. And as the most beautiful thing ever created, he rebels against God because he craved now he's constrained. Oh, let me find a constraint. I've read the last chapter. It's chapter 20 of the book of Revelation where it says in verse 2, Take him and bind him in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. I love verse 7. They let him loose just for a little bit. <laughs> Try to get all the troops together to go against God one more time. And then it's like taking a little ant and putting it on her. Sunny face, you're finished. He's not only bound for a thousand years, but then he burns for eternity. Chapter 20, verse 10. Cast him in the lake of fire where the false prophet and the antichrist are because that was prepared for them and that's all. Chapter 25 of Matthew says, the fires of hell were only prepared for three creatures. Satan, antichrist, and false prophet. Anybody else that goes there chooses to go there by their own free will. That's the sin of Satan. Go back to chapter 3 of the book of Genesis. Let's now look at the sin of man. The sin of man. And by the way, I, I, I approach this subject, I approach teaching this with fear and trepidation. Look. You don't mess with Satan and get away with it most of the time. He's the ruler of this world. You see, chapters 1 and 2 were a theocracy. In the book of Revelation, chapters 20, 21, and 22 will be a theocracy. And everything between chapter 3 to chapter 19 in the book of Revelation, chapter 3 of Genesis to 19, all the rest of those chapters, 1,100 and something of them, are a Satanocracy. He has taken charge of this world. What do you think he was doing when he said to Jesus, jump off the pedestal of the temple, I'll give you all the kingdoms of this world. He had those kingdoms. God allowed him to have those kingdoms. And here's how he's going to start to get those kingdoms. Chapter 3. Chapter 3 of Genesis. Chapter 3 of Genesis, I want to look at the deceiver, the deception, and death. Chapter 3, Genesis, verse 1. Now the serpent, there it is, the serpent, that's Satan in the form of a serpent. God did not make all serpents devils. They are not demonic 
creatures, whether you want to believe it or not. I like serpents. I am an amateur herpetologist. You know what that means? Somebody who deals with reptiles. Judy and I have been married for 44 years. We almost didn't make it through our first year. Because when we got married in Miami and then moved to Del Rio, Texas, where I was in the Air Force, I was in the Air Force for three years, nine months, 27 hours, 10 days, and 15 minutes, loved every minute of that. (laughs) But when we were in the Air Force, we didn't have a lot to do as a young married couple. We were very young. We didn't have any money. I was on Air Force pay. I had an old 40 Ford sedan. Wish I still had that today, boy. That'd be valuable. But I, I had this old 40 Ford sedan, and we didn't have anything, you know, television wasn't any good. And so we just decided we'd go out nights and, uh, and do things uh, out in the ranch roads of Del Rio, Texas. And so we'd get our old 40 Ford, and I'd drive down these old ranch roads, and, or actually Judy would be driving. I'd be sitting on the hood of the car, and the lights would be bright, and when we'd see a rattlesnake that had crawled up on that road to get the warmth of the road in the cool of the evening, I'd say, Hold! I'd jump off and grab the rattlesnake, put it in a bag, put it in the back of the car, and we'd drive on down the road a little farther, and we'd, I'd just catch these rattlesnakes. Uh, we lived in this little apartment, and Jimmy was born. Our son was born nine months and four days after we got married. <laughs> Didn't believe in messing around myself. But anyway, <laughs> uh, and so he was our little boy, and uh, we'd take him to go rattlesnake hunting also. And I had to have a place to put him, so I got an old ammunition box. I worked at the Air Force, and they got an old ammunition box. And I, put, I had about 55 rattlesnakes. I put them all in this ammunition box. And I set them right there in the living room of our little apartment right beside the couch. This uh, lady taking the census came into our apartment. She sat down beside the couch. She didn't know what she was sitting beside 55 rattlesnakes. She talked to us. She went upstairs to the apartment upstairs, and they said, Hey, have you been downstairs? Yes. I said, Did you count the snakes? Snakes? I said, Yeah, rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes? I said, Yeah, right beside the couch. Beside the couch! <laughs> She went back and wrote up a big article. I finally, uh, the ammunition box really wasn't good enough, so I got me this box made with a glass front on it, and it fit right under Jimmy's crib. And so I put the 55 rattlesnakes in the box under Jimmy's crib. We didn't have a whole lot of room in the apartment. And, uh, you know, I was doing okay until every time Judy would walk in to take care of a crying baby, chopper snake would hit that glass, and, and Judy would jump out, uh, you know, not knowing what in the world it was. And... Uh, Uh, But but they weren't demonic creatures. They weren't demonic creatures. And I don't believe in them from a religious perspective either. I don't don't, uh, think that you're supposed to worship snakes. But they're not demonic. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to a portion of a series I have entitled Return to Eden. I talk about the Garden of Eden, the beginning and the end. I talk about sin in the Garden of Eden and how that would then conform to what Jesus Christ did when he was crucified. I talk about the sacrifice in the Garden of Eden, the battle for Jerusalem, and the Messiah's throne room. All of these studies are a part of the five-hour series, a five-part audio series on CD that is available for you if you would like to purchase it and have it for your own individual study. It's entitled Return to Eden, and you can call our toll-free number to find out how much it would cost and how you can make your order. 
That toll-free number from across America is 877-674-3298. Again, that number, 877-674-3298. Or you can actually go to our website, prophecytoday.com, go to the shopping mall, and you can make your order online. Again, that's prophecytoday.com. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and I want to thank you for joining me here as we've studied through a portion of Scripture that helps us to understand we're quickly approaching the time of the return of Jesus Christ back to the earth and actually back to the Garden of Eden. But before that, of course, remember, the rapture takes place. And actually, that could happen before I finish the next sentence. And if I am allowed to finish it, here's what I'm going to say. Let's keep looking up until... 